<sighs> Welcome back, everyone. This is the Mind Body Mentor Podcast. My name is Steven Jaggers, and I am your host. How y'all doing out there in the stratosphere? I know I'm doing well. I hope you are too. On today's episode, I got to have an incredible mind-melding conversation with my brother, Rick William. If you haven't checked him out before, check him out on Instagram. It's I am Rick William. Um, an incredible mind in the uh, trauma and somatic space. And we had an absolute gem of a conversation in delving into some pretty powerful concepts that I think that you guys will really enjoy. And yeah, things are moving over here on this side of town. Uh, we just finished with the last somatic release breath work facilitator training. I have one more here in Phoenix on September 9th through the 12th. If you are interested in learning tools to help people release a lot of the defense systems that have laid dormant within your nervous system, uh, come check it out. Check out my website. Uh, I'm also doing one in Austin, Texas, October 14th through the 17th, and then in St. Petersburg, Florida in November. You can check out the dates, and yeah, I would love to spread this work. You know, I've realized that if I want to get this work out to more people, I have to teach more people how to do it because I'm only just one person and I can only work with so many people. So love you all so much. And if you enjoyed this podcast and if you want to support me at all, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you found this. It just helps this podcast grow. It allows me to put more time and energy into this and to get it out to the masses. So thank you so much. And as always, we are sponsored by Organifi, the most high quality nutrient rich superfoods that I drink every day. I put them in my smoothies. I put them in my pancakes. <laughs> I put them in, I put it in almost everything. And if you want uh, a nice discount, I think it's like 15 or 20% off, uh, use the code MindBodyMentor at checkout. And without further ado, here's the uninterrupted podcast with my brother, Rick William. Thank you so much. I got my brother, Rick William, on the MindBodyMentor podcast. So it's kind of interesting how me and this brother met. We connected on social media, I think a couple months ago, and I had been following you for a while, really um, have resonated with a lot of the messages that you have been bringing forth and, and, uh, and spreading through social media. And then I ended up uh, working a retreat in Costa Rica. And, you know, I had this video where I was just showing people where I was at and just the beauty of Costa Rica. And he's like, Hey, I think I know where that's at. I think I live right by you. So he ended up uh, meeting up and, and uh, conversing and connecting. And it's just such a I can just, you know, you, you can feel someone from social media, but when you're uh, with somebody, you can just feel the resonance of their nervous system and, and you're just a solid human brother. I, I appreciate you. Oh man, brother. Yeah. When I seen that coast and I was like, I'm pretty sure he's like right up the road and <laughs> yes. Yeah, and send you a message. And then we just met up and had a beautiful time by, by some, by down by the river and, uh, geeked out on the nervous system and, 
somatics and all that good stuff. And yeah, it was beautiful, brother. Honored to have met you. Yeah, it was a brief time, but you know, any time spent in in beautiful Costa Rica by waterfalls is uh is powerful in itself. And just from the little just from the little conversations we had, I was like, I gotta get this brother on the podcast at some point. Um, but but yeah, so I would love to just delve into a little bit about your story and what has brought you to this place of studying you know, trauma and, um, you know, human optimization in a well, in a way, I know you're a, a, a trauma informed coach. Um, I don't even know exactly your title or what you like to call yourself, probably a human being, <laughs> but, uh, but just your story that has brought you to this work where you're able to help so many people, brother, I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. So, I'll, I'll start at the beginning, but I, I kind of got into somatics and the trauma work after, much, much after my own healing. And I was kind of, if we rewind till I was yeah, like early 20s, maybe 19, 20, and I was just suffering, bro. I was, you know, I, I was really not in a good place mentally and physically in my life. I was living with a band, like a death metal band um and just fucking taking a lot of drugs and just mentally really really not in a good space um you know suicide ideation and just a lot of depression just yeah really really not feeling good obviously to be in that place yeah and i had this one experience with lsd this one evening and it was kind of by accident i didn't know what it was or what i was taking i was already kind of like out of it by this point and yeah i had uh you know near-death experience on psychedelics without having really known what that experience was because this was like you know 13 14 years ago you know that information wasn't widely known on the internet anyway i had this experience and it was deeply healing i thought that i had died i didn't i woke up and i was just like so fucking grateful to be alive that from that day forward, I began recreating my life. And the first thing that I did after that was I moved out of that home and I started creating a business. I went to the gym and I started with my understanding at the time, beginning to make better choices. And I then got into, you know, finding like Tim Ferriss and Tony Robbins and kind of really began my personal development journey at that point. And then about three or four years later, I started you know, meditating and kind of diving deeper and deeper into the work and really beginning to unwind a lot of these patterns that I had been holding. And then, you know, fast forward to my kind of late 20s, I then started learning about, you know, somatics and trauma at a much deeper level. And I was like, holy shit, like, that's what I've been doing on plant medicine. Like, I could just like, I was like, I was reading the text. And I was like, oh, I just like, get it. Like, thank you. Like, you're mm. explaining my healing and the beauty about it is that it doesn't necessarily need to be in a plant medicine container. And, and that was a really beautiful uh, freeing idea simultaneously that we can also do this through our own breath. And that was just like the piecing of all of that together. It was just like, Oh my God, like, yes. And that's why when I seen your work, I was like, yeah, you know, and I was like, yeah, like the, you know, somatic breath work. I was like, yes, yes. And everything that you were sharing on social media, there's just so much resonance. And 
that's why I, you know, reached out and connected and wanted to to dive deeper with you. But that's like the the short story. That's definitely um, a short story. I can tell. <laughs> but so yeah, it's it's so beautiful when you know you you have an experience, you know, whatever that experience is, and then you find something that actually puts words to mm. that experience because it is kind of an ineffable experience. Um, but when you come across something that actually has put it into words, it is incredibly refreshing. I want to back up for one moment, just because, you know, I, I, I've seen your page before I saw when you were just absolutely shredded, um, (laughs) and just, uh, you know, a, a, just, a a swole cat, if you will, when, when was that? Like what, like what Mm. part of your journey was that at? Yeah. Well, that was, so like after that experience, which I shared before, yeah because i i hadn't really unpacked my trauma at this point i was just like finding new ways to like channel that energy and yeah previous to that if we're like talking about like the nervous system i was really in like a dorsal vagal state Mm. previous to that which is like where depression lives i was very insular and like that's how i was like surviving in the world and then after that experience, I kind of went the other way and I was like very action focused and yeah. started focusing on going to the gym and building a business. And I kind of went into my you know, sympathetic nervous system and was like almost like channeling that kind of unresolved trauma into the gym. Like that was my way of then processing it mm. almost through aggression, which is useful in a sense. Yeah. It's like a step up it is it is moving the energy but at the same time i was recycling it for a long time until i was actually able to work through some of those traumas which were creating that energy and then when i worked through them that energy dissipated and then that level of intensity for the gym no longer existed like i I walked into the gym and was no longer able to like bust out what i was able to bust out because the energy had essentially moved and that kind of freed me up to apply that energy to new areas of my life which was super liberating Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, that is a, a step up because you found a way to express it. You know, that energy was, was dormant within your system for a long time. You found something to mm. channel it, channel it into, and you perhaps, mm. you know, swung the pendulum to the other side and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and it's beautiful that you found that expression, but I'm sure some of the mind states, some of the, the, the programming that you were running was that, mm-hmm. you know, have all this energy I need to, you know, like maybe punish my body or mm-hmm. uh, just make myself as strong as possible. So I don't appear weak or mm-hmm. there's lots of different driving forces that I see with sort of the weightlifting community um, is, you know, packing on uh, strength to kind of hide that inner feeling of weakness or, or just, you know, punishing myself, my body, uh, Mm. because I, um, just for any things that, for any of the stuff that I have done or, you know, that I've gone through and usually those are running subconsciously in the background, Mm. but I, I really appreciate you, you sharing that story, brother. Some of the things, so first of all, you know, this is something that a lot of people have been asking me because this word has a buzzword and I'm curious about like, what is your definition of somatic or mm. somatic practices, if you will? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, when I'm using that term, and I'm sure there's many definitions, but for me, that term 
means and I use it interchangeably with like the felt experience, like the full body, almost like five senses and beyond experience of something. And that is how, yeah, that's how I would define it. Just like the fully felt experience that to me is somatic. It's like, I felt it in every cell of my being. I felt it in my body. I like allowed it to land. Yeah. It's like full felt experience. Full felt experience. And I think that, you know, I've, I've seen you post about this. This is something that I'm feeling deeply as well. You know, we are living in a world where we have, um, you know, the field of mental health. And mm. I think that that, or I, I think that everyone that's listening to, can agree to this is that the field of mental health is absolutely failing us mm. because it's not just a field of mental health. It ha it, it needs to be the field of mind, body health of mm. understanding the somatic aspects of our being and how we mm. are as humans, we are designed to be body centered first and then mm -hmm. thinking, thinking comes second, the stories mm -hmm. that we, the stories that we make up about ourselves, the stories that we make up about the world, those have a lot to do with, uh, our somatic wounding, if you will, if you will, or mm -hmm. our emotional wounding or our felt sense wounding. So I'm seeing this as a trend with a lot of life coaches and psychologists and, and, uh, you know, them working with people and, and you can only do so much talk therapy. You can only do mm. so much therapy as far as working with someone's stories that they've created. Mm. <laughs> and that's, mm. that's, that's very powerful work, but that doesn't mean that there's still not stuff embedded within your felt sense of your being your somatic mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. 100%. And I had made that mistake previously. That's how I landed on really learning about, you know, the, the body work and somatics and that I had tried the whole, like, change your mindset, change your life. And yeah. because I had all of this dis discipline from like what I'd learned through bodybuilding and weightlifting, I was able to use that to a degree. You know, it's mm -hmm. like the whole idea, change your mindset, change your life. But there was so many things that it just wasn't able to shift and change that I was constantly just like hitting against these like roadblocks, like over and over and over again. And I couldn't get past them until I actually got my body on board with the changes. Like I couldn't allow in certain new relationships. I couldn't allow in more wealth into my life. I couldn't allow in me speaking about the things that I truly care about because at a somatic level, that was still unsafe. Absolutely. And then once I had actually delved into that through breath work, through plant medicine, through, um, somatic experiencing itself through all of these modalities, I was actually able to get to the root and allow that yeah. kind of energetic charge to move out of my system. And then when that moved, the energy completely freed up and that was just fucking beautiful. And like, I think this tool and this skill set of, you know, somatic release and somatic um, regulation, like that, that to me should be the foundation of like the human skill set. And if you have learned that on your journey, as I'm sure many people have, like that gift is something that we should be passing on. Just like when we learn how to use fire, like that was an incredible technology at that time. And the somatic skill set, I think, is something that every single human being should have because that is what creates freedom. That is what creates our liberation at the deepest level. And scientifically, like the, 
we know now that there are like 80% afferent fibers that run from the body to the brain and 20% efferent fibers that run from the brain to the body, making like the body four times more powerful than the mind itself. And like to put that into context, imagine a stream of water like coming down the side of a hill and then imagine another stream of water coming down the side of the hill with four times the power, four times the amount of water. Which one do you want to get in to ride down? Yeah. It's like yeah. that much more effective. Absolutely. And I, I know for myself, you know, I started with that as well, you know, change your thinking, change your life. And that's a huge piece of it for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but it's not looking at the system as a, uh, as a holistic model, as, as mm -hmm. getting, as getting to the root, um, of, of, a, of whatever it is getting to the root of it. And that's where I think that, I mean, obviously these modalities are coming up and they're gaining popularity because they are working. Mm. And, and that's, that's what the world is welcoming is what's working because we've <laughs> so many people have gone to tons of different specialists, if you will, that just work on one piece of it. So, you know, and, and what you said is that, you know, it is, it is a felt sense and we are called human beings for a reason. It is, it mm -hmm. is our being, it is what is being, um, what is resonating from our system? What is mm -hmm. being communicated from our system? And we know this as humans, it's not like what you are saying, it's how you are saying it and, mm -hmm. and how that communication is being communicated from your body from your felt sense, like if you really tap into it and become sensitive enough, you'll be able to pick up what's being communicated. And I think that this is another topic that I really love is the, the topic of sensitivity, where we look at sensitivity as a culture as weakness. Um, mm. but, but becoming felt sense oriented or becoming embodied, like actually occupying our body and understand and, and being sensitive enough to feel what's going on, being sensitive is being full of sense. It's being full of sensory <laughs> awareness. Mm, and okay. uh, that, that, you know, the more sensitive you become, the more alive you are. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's a huge piece of this. Something that you brought up was that, um, you know, the, the somatic experience of freedom being our birthright. I would mm. love for you to just jam on that for a second. Mm. Yeah, this has been this has been someone that's been fresh. And even this morning, I was like in meditation, just like expanding on this concept, which is it's it's new, but I'll ex I'll explain it to you guys for the first time publicly. So the idea being is that like hmm, how can I how can I explain this? So imagine that you've never experienced a cake before the, like a chocolate cake so imagine this beautiful chocolate cake in front of you you've never tried it before but you can smell it it's warm and someone gives you a spoon and you put your spoon in and you just like can feel the layers of chocolate cake as you like move that spoon through it and you get to the middle and you see this gooey feeling move out of it and you notice in your body the feeling that that's giving you just like the anticipation of the delight that you're about to eat. 
And as you like delve your spoon in, you pick it up, you put it into your mouth and the chocolate just like dissolves on your tongue. And you like really have this fully felt experience for the first time of chocolate cake. And it's just like, oh, like you feel it in your taste buds. Your whole body is having this whole experience. Every, every one of your senses is like alive and, and food really does that. Now, I think freedom, like full liberation of the human being, like as you were speaking of, like that whole, you know, all of our senses alive and because we've released the energy which is often preventing us from being fully here in our bodies, like that trauma, which is super old, but that's the whole of the conversation. Yeah. Like we've released it, we've let it go. And then we arrive back at a liberated state. We arrive back at freedom. We realize mm -hmm. that we are free. And I think the somatic experience of freedom is our birthright. And I think what we're tapping into with breath work, with releasing trauma and all of the different modalities in plant medicine, we're allowing that to remove, move itself. And what we're revealing is who we truly are. And then it's the memory of that, which we then have to integrate back into our daily life, that the memory of who we truly are. And it's not like some crazy state like that only a few enlightened beings get to. I actually think that somatic state of freedom is our birthright. And I think that's what we're beginning to tap into with some of these tools And then mm -hmm. everyday people like me and you are actually liberating ourselves of a lot of the trauma and pain that our ancestors have carried forever. Like we have been enslaved forever. It's like 99.9% mm. .9 of people have come from some form of lineage of slavery as far back as Egypt. You know, as long as civilization has been occurring, we have been enslaving ourselves. And I think we're now at a time where that window or like we're like the, the, the cage is open. Yeah. And it's like we're we were able to get out, but it's like even getting out, if you've if you've had an experience of, you know, some form of liberation or love or freedom on psychedelics or on, through breath work, it's then like you get out of the cage and you're like, fuck, like I'm free. And then it's like it, I think it takes a lot for the nervous system and body to realize that we are actually free. And then like my daily practice has been like tapping into that, like reminding myself that I am actually free. Like I live a beautiful life, but it's taken so long and still it takes work for me to remind myself that I am free. I am safe. I can have this conversation with my brother on Skype and I'm not going to be fucking crucified. And even if I am yeah. like, so fuck, you know, yeah. like, like just allowing freedom into our lives, not as some crazy concept, but as something that I believe that we all truly are in our core. Yeah. And that is absolutely a felt sense. That's not something mm -hmm. that we think about. And, oh, there's so much to go into with that. And I, I resonate. So feeling, having felt sense and completely being able to feel something is freedom. And that is our birthright. And mm -hmm. like you were saying, you know, we come from, come from a lot of trauma. I believe at my core that all trauma is ancestral. You know, hurt mm -hmm. people, mm -hmm. hurt people. It's passed mm -hmm. down, you know, trauma and trauma and stress and, all, and, and a lot of these pain and these woundings, they happen um, from other humans. Mostly, you know, they happen, mm -hmm. you know, trauma happens in relationship. And so mm -hmm. does and healing happens in relationship. Mm -hmm. And Amen. 
and and we actually need each other you know i think the concept of self-help is <laughs> is non-existent because mm. we and and this word like co-regulation of mm. nervous systems come into play where that's a lot of what's happening within you know sessions and um within healing itself healing happens in the presence of an empathetic witness you know that's a mm -hmm. quote by by bessel van der, van der kolk um but you know it's so it's so interesting that you bring this up because I find in a lot of my sessions, you know, I always have people come to me. And when we do a session, I always ask, you know, obviously what is your intention for the session? What, and, and I always ask them, what is the thing that you want to receive? Not mm -hmm. what is the thing that you want to get rid of? Because most people, if they knew that thing, they'd already have gotten rid of it. It's like, what, what do you actually want to embody? And I'd mm -hmm. say, probably, you know, a, a significant percentage of the time though, uh, most people say freedom is the thing that mm. they want to receive. And it's not about like during the session, just sitting there and, you know, feeling free. It's about what's in the way of you mm. feeling free because freedom is your default setting. Just like you said, mm. it is your birthright. It's who you are at your core. Mm. There's mm. something in the way. And most of the time, what's been in the way is that um, there has been traumas or wounding or any of these things. And just to give the listeners context, you know, trauma is not necessarily the thing that happened to you. Trauma is subjective, meaning it's, it's actually what happens inside of you based on the thing that happens to you. So what's traumatic mm, to beautiful. you, what's traumatic to you might not be traumatic to me since we're all different. So it's a, it's a, it's a sense, it's an intelligent response too. And what you said with the whole limiting belief thing is that, um, which I'm getting off on a tangent is that, you know, those beliefs that we, that we label as limiting, um, those actually have helped us at mm. some point in our life, because whatever operating system we were running at, it probably kept us safe. It probably um, helped us in some sort of way. So anytime a trauma, like something traumatic happens to us and we have a response, you know, the a defense system response, those defense systems are an innate intelligent response from our system that keeps mm. us safe whether mm -hmm. it's dissociating, whether it's, you know, um, running, hiding. I mean, there's so many defense systems, but you know, those things that, that kept us safe during those traumas, they don't just get shut off right away. And they mm -hmm. become the thing that then, uh, protected us in the moment, but then starts to numb our capacity to feel mm -hmm. over years and years of time. And the longer that defense system has been activated, the more numb we become, the less free we become, and the less we can fully sense, sense, um, life itself. And those things don't happen in our mind either. Those are, those things happen in our nervous system, in the intelligence that's running through every cell of our being. Mm. Beautiful brother. Beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, pre I appreciate you bringing that up. And another thing is too, that, um, you know, this is kind of off topic a little bit, but 
lately, you know, I've, I work with men and women, but a lot of the sessions that I've been doing with women, um, I have, you know, I always ask them to share at the end and, it's so interesting because a lot of them have been saying that they've been having orgasms during this mm. breath work and I'm not working on them whatsoever. I'm literally just guiding them through this sort of breath work and it's their own journey. And I've had multiple women over and over and over again, um, say that they felt an orgasm, multiple orgasms, or just sexual energy running through their body. And I think mm. that that's a byproduct of probably ancestral trauma or um, cultural uh, wounding and, uh, you know, looking at sexuality as a negative thing and, and probably them working through mm. a lot of the defense systems and the things that have kept them numb from actually feeling pleasure as well, mm. too. And, and that, oh, yeah. that in itself, you know... Um, orgasm is a somatic experience in itself <laughs> yeah yeah beautiful almost like the liberation of their sexual energy their life force becoming reactivated through your sessions absolutely absolutely brother another thing that you brought up um and i think we can tie this in as well is like you know i think within the life coaching or just the personal development sphere in itself and we have become so um, purpose driven and really mm. trying to figure out what is my purpose? What is my purpose? Mm. And I, mm. I stress myself the fuck out uh, for years and years, like, oh, I need to find my purpose. You know, I'm, I'm 25 and I don't have my life purpose or I'm, you know, I'm almost 30 and I don't know what my life purpose is because I was viewing purpose as a destination somewhere mm. that I needed to get to and something that you've brought up is, you know, purpose being a state of being. Mm. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. That's a good place to jump off. Um, yeah, I think purpose is a state of being. And I think I had made the same mistake that so many of us make thinking that purpose is some type of destination that when I arrive there, I will know that I am in my purpose. And it's just like a constant loop. Like it's just like a, a, a dangling carrot that you can never really reach because no matter what achievement you do, you're still going to be carrying you. You're still with you. And if the, the journey to that destination wasn't truly what you wanted because unconsciously you were going there to try and, you know, please your mom or your dad or society, et cetera, et cetera then you're going to arrive there and it's going to feel deflating. And I know that because I made that mistake a lot. And it wasn't until I got in touch with my, here we go again, somatic body, that I got in touch with my emotions, that I really began to understand how I want to feel. And then I began to create my life and the things that I want to do based on my core feelings. And I have a practice that I take my clients through where we get them to find out what are their core emotions that they most enjoy. Like what are the most juicy, delicious feelings that they have like had somatic experience of in this lifetime up until this point. 
And then how can we have them begin to experience that more and more so that life is actually cultivated around how they actually want to feel. And the greater you are in touch with your body, the greater you are in touch with your emotions, the clearer that this becomes. And then what you do from there almost becomes self-evident because when you can feel something, it's like you're in a compass, right? Then we could be like, have I don't know, let's say I've got two choices, one to go, I don't know, to become an engineer, the other to become a cameraman, the other to become a breathwork facilitator. I can like attune my body because I'm in touch with it into each of those realities. And I can work out which one like aligns with the compass. And I'm like, that doesn't feel like those feelings. That doesn't align with those feelings. Ah, I think that one would help cultivate those feelings that I want to feel and express. And then moving in that direction. So it's like that duality of, I think there is some importance in terms of like having a sense of direction, especially to that masculine part within us, whether that be in men or women, there's something that is comforting within that, but it's like, where are we creating it from? If, if you don't have relationship with your felt sense and body, let's call that the feminine, the chances are you're like steering your ship based on someone else's desires. Whereas uh. when you're in touch with your own compass, the feminine, then you're using your masculine energy to like deploy where you're going to take that energy. And it's like almost like the servant to the body, the mind's the servant to the body at that point. Yeah. And that I think is a lot more powerful and certainly made mm. my life shit tons better. Does that make <laughs> so, sense? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, what's running the ship, you know, is it, is mm. it your, is, is it, are you pointing your, you could say ego or your masculine energy or your drive towards a purpose that is in alignment with actually your felt sense inside your truth. And I think that a lot mm -hmm. of people, when they, when you just bring up the concept of purpose, uh, most people go to a visual state of visualizing where I want to be and what it exactly looks like instead of actually putting an emotion to it. How to like, what's, what's the feeling of purpose. Um, mm. And that has really helped me because along our journey, like life takes twists and turns and all different directions. And it's, it's short, but it's also very long and we don't necessarily know where it's going to, where it's going to take us. But if we have that internal mm -hmm. compass dialed into, I do know how I want to feel when I get there, or I do know how I want to feel while I'm moving through that journey. Mm -hmm. uh, that is such a much better compass than mm -hmm. how the outside world looks. And, you know, what, so what are some of the tools that you use to help people? Like if people say, like you have people identify the felt senses or the emotions that they want to feel, is there any tools that you use to help them like tap into that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So firstly, before even delving into that, I want to make sure that my clients have like a really deep connection to their body and have removed mm. some trauma so that, yeah, they already have some like body awareness. They have known mm. what it feels like to release trauma from mm. the body. They've learned how to regulate the nervous system, learning how to move through sympathetic interconnection into dorsal, into shutdown and back, like having the ability to be able to 
kind of pendulate or edge between those so that you can actually navigate your own nervous system. So once they're at that point where somatic awareness exists, which I imagine for a lot of people in this audience, they'd already have that. From there, I would have my client go through a regression and I would help them pull up like all of the kind of key moments and key memories from their life that have been the most positive experiences. And then we outline what all of those are in detail in terms of like, what was the behavior? How did that look? And then how did that experience feel for you? Like what was actually going on for you at a somatic level right there? Ah, now you felt deeply connected. And then from there, we basically then pull all of those situations out. And then we create a hierarchy of which are the kind of key emotions that they want to feel. And then from there, we basically begin using those to then cultivate the things that they want to do. And a lot of it that they can then self discern. It's like, Oh my God, I was going to go do that. Like that totally doesn't align with how I want to feel in my life. And then the answer becomes a lot clearer, which is super empowering for the individual. Because again, that's the inner compass. That's the sovereignty. That's the, like, I know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And this individual who is my coach in this instance is just helping guide me to my own power, to my own freedom so that I can make the choice. Absolutely. And that's a true, that is a true, you know, I, I, I don't resonate with the term healer, um, because no one is healing another person. Everyone is just healing themselves, you know, and a true healer is always pointing someone back into that internal compass and maybe Mm -hmm. asking some, you know, some potent questions that help people, um, go inward and actually tune in because, nobody knows what's right for anybody. They just know what's right for themselves. We just know how to heal ourselves, And so that's, that's an incredibly powerful. Uh, thank you for sharing that brother. And this whole, I think in this world, a lot of us are really trying to work on, you know, uh, well, our, our masculine essence, really wants to manifest certain things in this reality we want to create and we want to mm-hmm. um, we want a certain um, experience in this lifetime and with that manifestation I think that we have labeled it as you know visualizing something and thinking about it all the time and you know how what what things do I need to do to get there? And, uh, it really is, you know, life responds to what you are being, not what you are doing. And Mm -hmm. so when you are operating from that alignment state, that inner compass state, you will begin, your reality will begin to change. And I think that this is an interesting concept that I've heard you talk about before. And that's the concept of, you know, um, fate, like, uh, I don't know if it's destiny versus fate or it's like fate versus free will or destiny Mm -hmm. versus free will. Sorry. Um, and maybe I can just kind of riff on what I think about this. And then I would love to hear your, I would love to hear your perspective on that because I don't think we, we haven't talked about this before, but, um, I think that trauma is a, uh, it is, uh, a, a disorder of not being able to be 
here in the present moment here, meaning that I am able to fully sense the, the present moment and take it all in through all my senses. Trauma is a disorder of not being able to be here in the present moment because I have defense systems or I have things in place that are numbing me to a certain capacity. And, you know, the, the, the past is not necessarily what happened yesterday. It's what stayed from what happened yesterday. And so the past will then start to become our future. Let me actually back up on that. So when we have different traumas or defense systems or responses that are put in place that are operating from us on a nervous system level, on a subconscious level, those things are making decisions for us. Our triggers are um, ways that we act out uh, that aren't in alignment with our inner compass. Um, those things are, as we move through our reality, are making decisions for us and, mm -hmm. and they are going to continue to create our reality for us um, because mm -hmm. we're not aware of it, meaning that we have no choice. Those things are just operating systems that are running in the background. And that creates that a lot that lays out our destiny in front of us, that lays out mm -hmm. our, our fate oh. in front of us. <laughs> and so that, that just, you know, your life is chosen for you at that point. And, and because you're not conscious of the, the choices that you're, you're making, they're coming from that little wounded person inside of you, which there's, there's nothing wrong with that per se. But I think that as people wanting to manifest or wanting to have more free will or wanting to use their energy to creating stuff, um, that takes conscious choice and that throughout our day-to-day -day patterns. And that takes an ability to move out the defense systems that have laid dormant, not within our psyche, but within our somatic, our psychosomatic vessel. And that's where a lot of these, I think that these somatic um, modalities are actually going to be, not only are they healing, but they're also going to be used for performance base for high level, you know, high functioning people as well can really benefit from it because it helps mm. you choose your reality. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There was so many light bulbs going off as you were sharing that, like just like insights into the things that you were saying. It's like, we can the more that we free the kind of unconscious programs from the body somatically, and we don't always have to know what those stories are. Yeah. Like that's, we don't, the, that's we the don't have to price, know. Right? We don't have to know, yeah. like, like we don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have and to make like sense the, in our mind. Yeah. Cause we just, we just free those up. Sometimes we know, and sometimes we get the story and that's cool. But like, as we're freeing that, it's like, that is where we are actually allowing ourselves to come back into what might be the, like the destiny element, because then we're really almost like reattuning to who and what we really are. And then allowing that expression to express itself. Hmm. It feels a little bit like destiny. It's like, that was already within you. 
as in like your, this is where we start again a little esoteric. It's like, that is your soul, your essence, your spirit is actually allowing to be expressed. And Holy. that's almost like your destiny. And it's the, yeah. as you were saying before, it's like the, the trauma and the stories, which are from our ancestors, which we've then like taken on when we kind of remove those, then it's like the essence of who and what you truly are, like your being your unique spirit gets to express itself. And that's your destiny. That's what I was hearing in that share. And I was just like, ah, I love mm. this. Yeah. And I was kind of using destiny or fate as in kind of the negative context of where it's mm. like, um, and, and those, I think those two words actually need to be defined a little bit, destiny and fate. I, th I think that we look at those like fate is like the, the, the end, the ending of where you'll end up, you know, your, your mm. chosen, your chosen ending. And destiny, I think, is looked at in a more of a positive connotation or, 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 or what is your soul's mission during this lifetime and uh, your ability to free up those ancestral line lineage defenses and traumas allow you to move towards a destiny that's more in alignment with your, you could say, inner compass, you could say your inner knowing, you could say your soul whatever languaging you like to, to choose. <laughs> um, there's another thing that I'm not so uh, knowledgeable on, but I've heard you talk. It's very interesting. And you've called it like the three games that we play. Mm -hmm. I would love you to just kind of riff on that for a moment, if you can. Yeah, I'd love to. And we've, it's kind of this things that we've been speaking about this whole time. So the, the three mm -hmm. games of the inner game, the outer game and the unified game. So the outer game is the one that we're probably most familiar with, which is more masculine in its energetic nature. And that's the game of achievement of, you know, I'm going to go and get this experience or I'm going to go and get this home or I'm going to go get this car. Or I'm going to go get this award. And so that's one way of being. But as we mentioned before, if you're not in touch deeply with your own inner compass or your own spirit or destiny or inner felt experience, whatever language we want to use, then the chances are that you're going to be using your masculine energy based on other people's desires, whether that be familial or cultural. You're probably not going to have really contemplated those at a deep level. So there's like freedom and then going and playing the inner game, which is like really getting in touch with yourself. However, you can also go too far in that game, like you can in the mm. outer game. And then you can just be like feeling and being, which is awesome. And you could do that for the rest of your life and it would be beautiful. But then is also like, ah, like, do you actually want to like create and help people with that? Do you want to go like build things that like help serve your community, your family, the world? okay, well, then you're probably going to need to like reintegrate that outer experience and like combine the two together and, and begin to actually set goals that are in alignment with your inner self, with your inner soul, with your inner being, and then merging those two together, which then creates the unified game. So we're, mm -hmm. we're essentially integrating our masculine and feminine energy. We're like attuned to our inner being attuned to our masculine ability to actually push out into reality to create different worlds. 
and like the the unification of those two and the dance between those two mm, absolutely and i've i've uh i have played both of those games the inner and the outer game and i feel like i'm just starting to get into the integrated game obviously it's a it's a it's a never-ending process and it and it takes daily practice and daily routine uh, but for myself you know i i did play the outer game for a while you know what making money and you know buying a house buying a car those sort of things and i didn't play that game for long because i think there was an inner knowing within myself to, to rebel against that. And I, and I went and played the inner game and I, you know, I became uh, a hippie yogi, uh, left and just moved to Hawaii, lived on the Island and just completely, you know, I didn't need money. Uh, I just like would work and find fruit and, um, and I, I literally had a life with no stresses whatsoever, mm. no, no stress at all. And it was beautiful, but there was an inner, there was an inner knowing inside of me that I wanted to actually create something and I wanted to make a difference. And my, my purpose here, my destiny is not just to enjoy, uh, and just soak in life itself, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I started getting like anxiety, I think, from just relaxing almost too much. And there was like that, <laughs> ener that energy, like, like I literally had no stresses. So I started to like create, or I, I think internally I started to create stress because I think that at our core, like we want to overcome some hard shit, you know, like, and that, and that's the thing where trauma, if you really look <laughs> at it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's the thing that can cause us to grow. If, if we respond to it, if we learn from it, if we find a new adaptive response and I played that inner game for a, a, a long time. And then I was like, shit, man, I, I, I like, I need to do something I have to create. And it took me a long time to figure out and to be okay with uh, channeling my masculine energy and pointing my ego in a certain direction. And I think that I was just in, in the spiritual community, I would say that we, there is a lot of judgment there uh, around like, Oh, making money and, and, uh, you know, creating and living a, like a wealthy life. And I had to strip away those, like those dogmas and those patterns a lot too. Um, because I, I, you know, I, you are going to need money if you do want to create something that is, uh, that's what our, our current society runs off of. And we do need that potential energy to create something. So it's been a, it's, it's, it's been a challenge. Um, mm. but I just feel like I'm starting to operate from that integrated place and I can feel, mm. I can feel how people are around me. Um, when I am in that alignment and life has started to respond in the corresponding way of myself being integrated. And all I can say to that is, is, um, uh, beautiful things have started to happen. Mm, beautiful story. Beautiful story. It's interesting that you share that. Cause as you're sharing that, I'm like, ah, that makes so much sense. But the version of you that I have 
met in this life. I haven't met that version of you, although like when you share the story, it makes total sense. But the version of you that I feel into has both of those integrated pieces. But it was just super cool to imagine you living this whole other fucking life in Hawaii, just like blissing out and coming to that place where I just like, I'm like too free. Or I'm like, <laughs> that it's I'm almost like free. causing... I'm too free. Yeah. Like, like that you actually wanted some constraint. You wanted some challenge to, to face up against so that your soul, your spirit could then begin to learn new lessons through that process, which is super cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's where the, the, the concept of freedom, you know, we can kind of tie a, a box around this is that, uh, like obviously freedom is our birthright freedom as far as our felt sense, our internal sensation and to be able to fully experience whatever's happening in the present moment. That being said in our life, we do need challenges. We need stressors mm -hmm. to be able to overcome, to grow. Just like when you mm -hmm. work out, you need resistance. You need a certain um, resistance that allows you to uh, move that resistance, recover from that resistance, and then begin to grow from that. And mm -hmm. that's where it goes into like consciousness. Are you able to choose the resistance because you are going to need resistance in this mm -hmm. lifetime, but you, you can choose your resistance based on the areas in which you want to grow. And that is what you said, playing the integrated game is aligning to your inter internal compass and then pointing that masculine energy in the direction that you want to go. Oof. Beautiful. I think I might use that sometime. You, you explain it better than me, brother. <laughs> use it. We can, we can obviously jam out anytime. It's been right. absolutely an, an honor. Um, we will probably wrap this up. It's been so great chatting with you, brother. I can't wait to come back to Costa Rica. It's just, uh, um, I got to make it back out there. But for the people listening, where if they want to work with you in any sort of capacity, obviously you're huge on Instagram. I'll have your links down. Is there anything that you uh, would like to promote right now? Shameless promotion. <laughs> all right all right so two blessed places to find me the first would be instagram so um forward slash i am rick william and then if anyone wants to there's a nervous system exercise that i have on my website which kind of mm. takes you through um basically the ability to self-regulate like up into sympathetic mm. coming back into connection and then down into dorsal vagal and really learning how to like uh, work that muscle mm. um i have a free um exercise on my website if you go to rickwilliam.com you scroll like halfway down and there'll be like a little place you put your email in i never spam like i literally that'll be the only email you'll probably get from me you might get one in a few months but that's literally it um but yeah i would love to connect with anyone on instagram if you know what what has been their insights or if they've had any breakthroughs or if they, they spot anything or any things that they think that i might be interested in i would love to connect um on instagram too yeah. Thank you so much, brother. Regulation was something that we didn't even touch on, but, uh, go check his website out and go check his, his Instagram out. This brother puts a lot of time and effort. I can tell, uh, into really putting out some powerful ideas and, um, just things to check out. I always learn something from you. So thank you for putting out some like just high quality content, uh, that is absolutely needed in this world that we are currently traveling through. 
Yeah. Thank you so much, bro. It's a, it's a joy. Like I love the stuff that you see on there. Like I fucking just love making. Like it's like a, I have that. Like it allows me it allows me to get my creative juices flowing and like break down different concepts. And like as I'm teaching it and like breaking it down, I'm like simultaneously able to like learn at a deeper level too. So it's like it ties in so much shit that I love. It's super cool. You learn you learn so much more while you're teaching anything. If anybody, if you want to mm-hmm. go learn something, try to teach it because you will have to learn it um, on a felt sense on a somatic level. So, mm, all right, so brother, well, we got to so drop in again soon. And sure. that's it, everyone. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day and thanks for tuning in. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the powerful concepts that we went over And if you want to learn more, you can check out the website, srbreathwork.com. And if you could please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, that would be phenomenal. And I read every one of them, and they just light my little heart up. So thank you all so much. I love you, and have a beautiful day.